So for the thought today, I'm going to be looking at Matthew chapter 26 and uh, verse number, let's start in verse 51. Jesus was in the garden and they were fixing to come take him captive and bring him before the government there and eventually, you know, he'll be crucified. But this was just before they captured him in the garden. Verse 51, the Bible said, and behold, one of them which were with Jesus, stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Anybody know which one that was? That was Peter, wasn't it? <laughs> Verse 52, Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place. Now I've never noticed that until right this second. He said again. So apparently Peter was trigger happy. You see that? Apparently he was ready to pull that sword out. There ain't no telling how many times Jesus had to say, Peter. You know, because they really, a lot of them didn't understand Jesus wasn't here to start an earthly government. Like with brick and mortar and and, and, and like, like Rome or whatever. They was looking for a deliverer to come wipe Rome out and just set up the, king, the throne right then and there. So Peter was still looking for that element. He was ready to fight, you know. <laughs> anyway, he said, Put it up again thy sword in his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? If you ever wonder why Jesus never called for help, here's why. The scripture must be fulfilled. Amen. Verse 55, In that same hour said Jesus to the multitude, Are you come out as against a thief with swords and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple and you laid no hand on me. He said, you had other and better opportunities to take me than right now. So what's the difference between then and now, basically, is what he's saying. But watch what he says in verse 56. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Really what he's doing is he's pointing them to the scripture as they're taking him into custody. Y'all do realize that what you're doing to me right now is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy, and yet they're still too blind to see it. Have you ever had anybody you've witnessed to and you laid it out as plain as you could, but they still just couldn't see it? That's why it takes the ministry of the Holy Spirit to open up the heart and open up the understanding. Amen. But watch the next phrase. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Here's my question. Have you fled the scene of your last Real spiritual battle. Now, let me expound upon that. The disciples were in over their heads. Peter, ready to fight with a sword, was rebuked by our Lord for doing so. Perhaps the reason all of the disciples so quickly fled the scene was because of their lack of understanding of how to fight the battle at hand. In their minds, Christ just took from them the only defensive weapon that they had. And so it becomes apparent that since they could not respond according to their own understanding, 
that they had no idea how to respond otherwise. This was new battleground for them. A new concept, if you will. Christ is shifting their focus from the natural realm to the spiritual realm, teaching them of spiritual warfare. I know that they didn't understand spiritual warfare yet because Jesus had to convince Peter that even though they were not to use their swords, they were still protected by God. For did he not mention that all he had to do was pray to his father and his father would presently give him more than 12 legions of angels? Christ was helping Peter understand that spiritual battles must be fought spiritually. And since neither Peter nor any of the other disciples knew how to do that, they fled the scene. Now, what about you? Have there been any recent spiritual battles going on in your life that so intimidated you that you quickly fled the scene rather than trusting God and seeking His counsel on how to do battle spiritually so as to win. If so, you are not alone. For there are many today who not only have fled the scene, but have yet to return. Today, however, I believe that God is calling us back to the scene from which we fled. Yes, it may be bigger than us, but it is not bigger than God. Can somebody say amen right there? Like Joshua, I believe God would speak to us in no uncertain terms and say to us, Only be thou strong and very courageous. You see, as long as we stick by Jesus' side, we have the same protections that His Father affords Him. That is why we must learn how to fight right rather than fighting wrong or attempting to avoid conflict altogether simply because we do not understand how to battle. Christ is our teacher. And if we will listen and obey, He will teach us how to win and win every single time. Let's get back in the fight, fight right, and fight to win. Let Christ teach you how to war. Amen. And with that, I'll close with this verse out of Psalm chapter 144, where the psalmist David said in verse 1, Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. So we can learn how to win our battles on a different playing field. Amen. And, uh, you know, there's some battles, for example, that money cannot win for you. There are some battles that the right connections will never win for you. Amen. There are some battles that an apology will never win for you. Right? There are some battles that no matter what effort you put into it and try to fix it, you can't win that battle with your energy and with your connections and with your talent. What it takes is a move of God. And how you're going to get God to move is by moving His heart. And you do that through prayer. And you do that through fasting. And you do that through communicating. Amen? And so, get back in the fight. Amen. Don't run from the battle. It may be too great for you and me, but it ain't too big for God. And let God teach us how to win the battle that inevitably we must fight anyway. So we might as well face it and say, okay, God, I don't have a clue what I'm doing, 
But I know you know the way through this. So let's get through it together and let's see God do big things. Amen.